Hey everyone, and welcome into the Nolan Podcast. I'm digital multimedia editor Noah Brown. Toward the end of 2021, the American Petroleum Institute published the second edition of its 1525A, a collection of documents that provides procedures to make sure engine oil is handled and managed properly from the manufacturer all the way until it's put into a customer's vehicle. 1525A includes best practices for marketers, suppliers, and quick lube shops, and it's one of the go-to guides for oil chain management. This week, Jeff Harmoning, a senior manager with API, joins the show to highlight some of the biggest changes made in the second edition of 1525A and what quick lube shops should be taking from the documents. I know there's obviously a lot that goes into the 1525A. If you could explain just some of the, the general highlights or changes uh, in the second edition from the first. Absolutely. Well, first of all, as part of API's standards process, you know, there is a need for periodic review of the standards. So this standard was long overdue for that. But one of the, the main drivers around getting together the work group that Worked, uh, worked and up on updating 1525A uh, certainly was some uh, additional changes to the NIST Handbook 130 uh, document. What this is is the uh, regulations that are adopted by about half of the states uh, across the U.S. Um, regulations on proper labeling and reporting of uh products sold in in our marketplace uh, and, and ensuring that uh, the right information is being provided to consumers. So there was a few updates uh, to the Handbook 130 regulations that we um, wanted to make sure that we synchronized with uh, 1525A. And uh, that was the biggest driver of the change. There's not a, a great deal of specific changes within it. But, um, you know, we did harmonize with Handbook uh, Handbook 130. So, as you mentioned, not a whole lot of changes. So I imagine there's not aren't too many updates to this. But what are some of the biggest shortcomings or just things that shops don't do correctly that API is trying to correct with uh, 1525A? Yeah, so look, API has an aftermarket audit program. We randomly sample quick lubes and, and, and other uh, sources of, of bulk engine oil uh, around the country uh, routinely year over year. And, and, and one of the biggest things that, uh, that we notice when we're evaluating our receipts, because we do purchase these oils in the marketplace, is that at the installer level, you don't often get all of the information that is uh, not only required in API 1525A, but for, for those states that adopt Handbook 130, uh, these these installers are not providing all of the required information by law, and that information is is can simply be broken down into three major identifiers: the marketer or brand name of the oil, the viscosity grade of the oil, and the API service category or OEM standard, whatever standard the oil is formulated against. And ultimately, what this boils down to is in, you know, you can walk into uh, certain places, buy some, you know, 10W30 API SP engine oil and end up with a receipt that just says motor oil, four quarts, 
And that really does an injustice to the consumer who has come in there expecting oil of a certain quality, a certain grade, and uh, for them to walk out with a receipt that doesn't really tell them what was installed in their engine is, uh, quite frankly, against the law in some states and, and is not in accordance with best practices. So uh, that, you know, I, I've got a lot of history with the aftermarket audit program. I've done some sampling on my own for the aftermarket audit program. Uh, you, you would, that is the number one shortcoming in your words um, that, I, that I have seen just randomly sampling installers is there's just not enough information. You might get the VIS grade, you might not, you might get the service category, you might not, but, uh, you know, and in the worst cases, you just get a motor oil four quarts type receipt. So kind of moving forward with that a little bit, going specifically focusing on aftermarket, um, what are so because our, our audience uh, is primarily aftermarket quick lube shops. Um, mm -hmm. What are some best practices to follow for shops when dealing with with marketers, with their suppliers, and then ultimately with their customers? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll summarize it. There's a lot of information on this within API 1525A, and just for the listeners, you know that is available uh, with a quick Google search on the API site. Um, for uh, at free of free of charge, it's available to all who are interested in in downloading it. And there is a big section on 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 the best practices around installers ordering uh, products from their from their supplier, uh, around the receipts and around actual um, installation of, of of bulk engine oil. But you know, if if to summarize it. Uh, to summarize it for your listeners, you know, the main, the main things are to think about those three categories that I discussed a moment ago. You know, when you're ordering from your supplier, make sure you are ordering and your order records are very specific uh, as to which marketer, brand name, viscosity grade, and API service category are equivalent. That way, the distributor that uh, you do business with is is going to know exactly what it is that you want and require of them. Check with them, uh, with those suppliers, as they're delivering uh, this uh, this oil to your shop. Remember, these distributors are, are required by the same regulations in Handbook 130 to be reporting that very same information to you on the supplier and as to what was delivered. So, again... Uh, you know, that identifies the oil, provides the viscosity grade and, you know, the level of uh, the API service category or OEM spec that the oil meets, uh, meets. Again, the idea here, we're establishing chain of custody throughout the entire distribution chain. You have that information in hand. Uh, make sure you get that information in hand with your drop tickets, with your bills blading or what have you. And then if, uh, you know, within your system, make sure that your system is up to date. I realize there's a lot of um, coding issues in terms of how much space you have, but we've worked hand in hand with a lot of marketers, uh, or, I'm sorry, installers to, you know, work on, on, on these limited fields, for instance, to come up with some shorthand nomenclature to ensure that your receipts, uh, you know, provide to your customers, provide that very same information that was passed down to you through it, uh, that acceptable chain of custody. 
We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you are, we'd love it if you'd subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to check out Nolan.net for all of your latest quick oil and lube news. Now, back to the interview. Are these just guidance on best practices or does API have a way to to in, in enforce or regulate or basically, enforce sounds negative, but try to make these standard through the industry. Is there a way that API can do that? Or are these just recommendations? Um, it, API does have the ability to enforce these guidelines against our own Motorola Matters installer licensees. We do have Motorola Matters program uh, available to both uh, distributors and to installers alike. And distributors and installers that uh, distributors and installers that that meet API 1525A through the application process, they prove that to us, and then through aftermarket audits at those locations, uh, we verify their continuous uh, continuous meeting of those guidelines. We can enforce those Motorola Matters uh, licensed installers who are not, say, for example, providing all the information that they need to on their receipts when we purchase the engine oil and uh, potentially take away their licensing uh, to use the Motorola Matters uh, quality mark, trademark. Um, however, across the board, uh, you know, we don't have the uh, jurisdiction or regula- regula- regulatory availability to uh, to enforce this with non-Motorola Matters licensees. What I can tell you, though, is that for those states that do adopt this, uh, these these practices in in the in, uh, in the handbook 130. Uh, they do have the ability to enforce these things. So, you know, as a as a weights and measures inspector uh, visits a shop in one of these states, they may ask for evidence of of their receipts to their customers, of the bills of ladings uh, that they received upon shipment of their oils. And so, uh, there are some in, in enforcement uh, folks out there that are that are looking for these things. Um, what I can tell you is that it is just a good practice to make sure that you uh, refer to API 1525A and implement the the information and the recommended practices that are within that, that standard. It's just a better way to do business, a better way to serve your consumers, your customers, and uh, to ensure that if there is a problem somewhere along uh, the chain, uh, that problem doesn't, doesn't come from the installation end. You actually just started to answer my last question there for you right there. Um, at the end of the day, quick oil shops, quick lube shops, bottom line is car count and getting as many people as good a service as possible. It's hard to argue with 1525A being free on your website. So there's nothing, there are no barriers for shops to get this. Why is it important for shops to use 1525A, the second edition, and how will that help them keep and retain customers? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm a consumer of engine oil. Everybody listening is um, at some point. Um, Certainly, uh, I would have issues if I went into my local quick lube and asked for a uh, specific oil um, or quite frankly, didn't ask for a specific oil, but expected the oil that my owner's manual requires to be installed. And if I'm not getting verification of that uh, through, uh, you know, through my receipt and 
um, and furthermore have some issues down the line, naturally I'm going to be pointing the finger at the at the at the place where I just had my oil change. So, you know, these uh, are it's important for the listeners and for the installers to uh, refer to API 1525A to ensure that they're meeting uh, all of the requirements in there. Because number one, a uh, you know it's it's just a a, a way to safeguard. Uh, yourselves from, um, you know, problems with the chain of custody, mix-ups in oil delivery uh, or misfills into particular uh, tanks on site. Uh, you need to make sure that uh, the distributor is bringing to you exactly what you ordered so that you're not part of any any issues where there's a, a crossfill of, of oil. And, you know, there's more that goes into API 1525A than just uh, what, what's on the receipt. There's guidelines for labeling your dispensers and, and things of that nature. And, you know, having gone into many, many, many quick lubes, you know, the good news is there, uh, this, th- this industry uh, knows what to do. They're doing most of this already. Uh, and, and this, uh, you know, Refreshing themselves on API 1525A is just a good way to take an internal look at how you're operating to ensure that uh, you're doing the best that you can to ensure that high-quality engine oils are getting into your customers' engines so that they return uh, each and every each and every time they've got an oil change coming up. And 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 I will say one other thing, you know, um, API's Motor Oil Matters program. Uh, and, and licensing program for installers. If, if you're working with a distributor that um, that sells API licensed products, you can contact them and you can actually apply for the Motorola Matters installer program uh, free of charge as well, as long as you um, get some specific information from your API licensed distributor. And, um, you know, if for people that are looking for a way to differentiate themselves, maybe from their local competition, um, this is one way to do that. And so I would encourage anybody that's interested in the Motorola Matters program and at least reading up on it to visit MotorolaMatters.org. That's also on the API website. A quick Google search will get you there and uh, and, and, and research that as well. If you... Uh, if you're meeting the guidelines of API 1525A and if you're working with a, a distributor that sells API licensed engine oils, uh, this is an opportunity to get something to get something uh, else at no cost. And that'll do it for us here on the Nolan Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I'm Noah Brown, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.